I don't know. Duck and cover, bitches. Hi. Hey. Hi. Every time it's like, hey. 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 We hey, haven't hey, been hey. talking for the last hour. No. 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 That happened. What are you talking about? Hi, guys. Welcome to uh, particularly dangerous situation. Hell yeah. Where Hell we yeah. talk about particularly dangerous situations, whether man made and other types. <laughs> other types. Um, I'm going to preface this episode. By apologizing, I quit my job and therefore lost my microphone capabilities. (laughs) Miss Britt's over here with her old earphones again until my new brand spanking mic comes in, which should be tomorrow. So, yeah. So now we know Brett quit her job. You know, the job that gave her shingles that we thought was a spider bite. You all have been here for this journey, just so you know. You know it. All three of you. You know it. (laughs) All three of you know my life. You know what I kept thinking of every time I talk about having quit my job is I could keep thinking of that Johnny Paycheck song. You could take this job and shove it. You're like, because <laughs> that's really what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much did. I mean, you don't yeah. quit a lot of jobs these days. And I'm not going to lie, ladies and gentlemen, I actually have a very good work ethic and mm-hmm. I don't, I am not the kind of person to leave somebody high and dry. That's not my style. I don't believe in that. I believe in karma, but I got to be honest, the karma that this boss, my boss has given me such a hard time that I'm like, you know what? No, karma is karma and mm-hmm. I'm leaving today and that's, that's my choice and, and, and I'm sticking with it. I'm so glad I did. I'm so much happier not being there. So. And I could back up the work ethic because how we said before that we met um, work in retail together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when Brett was working more than one job <laughs> because yep. where do you get your energy? I do not know. Me you either. have, you are <laughs> literally like people say I talk a lot and I have a lot of energy. And then I met Brett and I was like, Oh, we're perfect for each other. <laughs> I'm on fire. I'm on fire. <laughs> this is why we're friends. Yep. yep. I love 100%. it. Yep. So uh, Yeah. And then me and Brett haven't been able to record in a minute because we had so much stuff going on, life stuff. Yes. So we've actually missed each other quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb said he very he asked me to do my, as he called it, my Mr. Darcy voice. And he asked me to sing Ring of Fire to him the way that I did in the podcast. Okay. I don't I'm remember that. Remember. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Uh, it was the 2004. When you're talking about uh, 2004 Indian Ocean tsunamis and the earthquake, I just remember singing it like Johnny Cash. I don't remember singing it any weird way, but I mean, maybe we did like the bartering. Oh, I did not do like that. <laughs> I made a really weird, gruff voice. Oh, I'm over here like singing like uh, what's her name, Julie Andrews, <laughs> and I'm singing <laughs> like the grandmother holding the cigarette in front of the AC. Never in Miami a fire. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Oh, goodness. Uh, Yeah, but so the last couple of weeks have been a little crazy. Uh, California, of course, back into fire season. So we had the Kincaid fire, which I think at this point is now 100% contained or almost 100% contained. 
Um, crazy thing is, is so, um, I don't know if you guys know, I'm currently working at a bar. I actually had a woman and another, uh, a friend of hers come in today and they said, we're here because she needs a drink. And I was like, Oh great. What's going on? You know, because as a bartender, oh, we always want to know, we introduce ourselves to our guests and yes. really get to know them. And this poor woman, <laughs> her house burnt down and I don't mean to laugh, but she was laughing so hard at the situation. She was just like, you know what? What else am I going to do but laugh? And I'm like, I love you. Yeah. Because that's exactly. And so I, I relayed that to the podcast today because one of the personal stories that I had read on my incident that I'm going to go over today uh, said, you know, good humor, blah, blah, blah. And I had to find the article, but basically the people were just like, Hey, you know, all you gotta do is laugh about it because what else are you going to do? You know? Yeah. And it's true. I mean, you could cry and you could be upset about everything. And of course you're going to go through the motions, but it's like, if you're going to live in that moment all the time of like upset, 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 it's going to ruin your life. Yeah. So at some point you're just going to be like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's almost, I think we talked about this in like the first episode too, about yeah. laughing about these things. So it's kind of that uncomfortableness that you right. just let out with laughs. Cause I definitely do that when I'm like, Hey, I don't know. I don't know if you ever watched <laughs> Superstore, but there's uh, every time a girl has to lie, she just starts laughing. Um, yeah. Yep. but yeah, I, I am an, not always, but sometimes I'm an awkward laughter and I also don't like seeing people sad. So I do like to make jokes. Me too. Well, what I consider jokes but my husband does not consider jokes. So, <laughs> you're going to laugh. So in really poor taste, I asked, so not in poor taste, this part Uh-oh. was good. So I walked over to my boss and I said, Hey, look, she, her house burned down. I said, it wasn't, the interesting thing is it wasn't any relation to the fire. It was over here in Campbell. Oh, wow. One off event, electrical wire, something happened. It caught fire. The police couldn't get there in time. Fire couldn't get there in time. The house burned down nothing on either side got burned so shit was just like a little one off this house burned right jesus such a random event and so i said you know and she came over here she's staying in the hotel across the street her friend got her the hotel to say i just want you to have a hot shower and a place to stay you know blah 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 so her friend just paid for the next couple of weeks a beautiful person and i said can i just treat him to a round and they said absolutely so i walk out and i <laughs> Please tell me you gave him fireball. I feel like an asshole. No, I feel like an asshole with this. I give him a margarita, right? A really good margarita. I said, this one's on the house. And I went, the one that burned down. (laughs) (laughs) And she just started laughing. She goes, (sighs) so sweet. And I was like, I'm sorry. Was that in poor taste? I didn't mean it like that. I said, but I just really appreciate that you have a sense of humor about it. Oh my god. Uh so crazy events. There's there's California's back in fire season. Um we're having some unusually or unseasonable. Actually, no, it's it is seasonable cold weather in the morning, you know, like crazy cold fog, and it's like it doesn't lift around till eleven, twelve o'clock and then mm-hmm. sunny and hot, whatever. So that's what's going on weather-wise around here. Um I see pictures of Portland and everybody up there enjoying fall. It's beautiful Brett I don't even know how like it's been getting chilly and then not so chilly which is fine like it's been mostly during the day between 50 and 60 and at night it gets down to 30 but still like mostly around 40 sometimes 50 it's this the other day it was like 70 degrees and it was sunny and crisp and it's my favorite I'm getting all like 
oogly googly with myself. I don't know how to describe this. <laughs> Nostalgic. But like, yeah. Uh, we were talking about this, me and Caleb, and fall is our favorite season. It's always been my favorite season. It's where I get my least amount of allergies when seasons change too. But like, yeah. I love the leaves and I love that crisp and that like the amount of layers you can wear or not wear. It's like my favorite, one of my favorite clothing times of the year. Like, <laughs> it's just, oh, I don't know. I love it. I love it so much. Me too. I'm Me so too. happy. And I'm going to be sad when it gets colder and gets I know. chillier it's and snowier. Gray, gray, gray. Yeah. Gray. I know. Full I was realizing, I was like, I haven't taken my vitamin D in a minute. So I guess I've been outside a good amount, get, but I need to take my that. vitamin D again. That yeah. time of year. I got those like gnarly once a week ones. I do the um, liquid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Highly bioavailable. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not done it, you should go online and Google or go to YouTube and look at the Weather Channel from like the late 80s and early 90s. It's quite amusing. Yes. I was hysterical this morning, just like laughing at this, the hairdos and the mannerisms and like just how shitty the video was. I was just looking at it thinking, God, wow, we've advanced so much because it looks so much better. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm watching this stuff today and I was watching a couple of things on the, the disaster that I did. <laughs> Not joking. So Bree's probably going to see it. Bree's going to see this because she's watching me, but I started doing the whole like slow blink, slow blink. Oh head, no. Head droop, head droop, head droop. And it was 8.45 and I had put, I'd put Maggie over with baby, which is her little boyfriend over here in our apartment complex. Aww. So I could have some time to do this. And I fell asleep, <laughs> which is horrible because I went to bed at 830 last night. It, yeah. But it happens. It, there was like a, a streak of time when I was literally falling asleep between like eight and nine. And I'm usually a night owl. Like Me I usually too. would stay up between like 10 to two to three o'clock in the morning. Same. Same. Yeah. And then it's like, it's when I got in routine, but I just was so tired all the yeah. time. Yeah, me too. But I think part of it is the switch in, or the transition of jobs. Yeah. I mean, I'm clocking 20,000 steps on average a day. Yeah. So it's, I, I think I'm just physically exhausted now instead of mentally. So it's just a different, a different thing. So by like eight thirty nine o'clock, I'm like, yeah, you know, like <laughs> you're moving around off. so much. Yeah. Not used no, to I get that. I'm more, I always get the brain that turns to body because of school and studying and stuff and yeah. how much I have to look at. I need to get some blue light uh, glasses. Oh yeah. Those are super helpful. I just stare at the computer so much for all the stuff I have to do and reading yeah. and stuff. And Get the glasses. Trust me. It'll make a difference. You'll see. Uh, it yeah. So guys, uh, let's talk about some disasters. Yeah. Today, it's the season. It's the season of cold and chilly, and we want to make sure that everybody is prepared for cold and chilly. As we probably are all aware, I think that uh, this planet <laughs> is jumping off the deep end, mm -hmm. and we have <laughs> singing songs. We, <laughs> I, I got to stop that. We have been having significantly worse storms, and they're colder, and they're longer, and they're deeper. Is that the right word I'm looking for? The, the snow is deeper. They're, yes, they're deeper. That's so much the deeper. word you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> deeper. This turned into a porn podcast right off the bat. Bam, it nearly does. Bam. Every 
single time. You want to know, fun fact, that's not that fun and probably not that funny, but I can only make the classic porn sound if I do the joke, the brown chicken, brown cow. It's how I can go brown chicken, brown cow. Otherwise, I cannot do it. I've never heard that. Brown chicken, brown cow. That is amazing. Brown chicken, brown cow. Isn't there a restaurant called that? There should be. Right, Go to the not, back or not. Be. It's your choice. <laughs> you don't know what it's like the, get. It's like when there was video shops and there was like the curtains to the naughty uh-huh. side. Uh-huh. Yeah. Brown chicken, brown, brown. Brown chicken, brown <laughs> See? <laughs> now everyone's going to do I'm that. I'm never going to stop that. That's amazing. That's Thank the you only for way I can do it. You're welcome. All right. So being that we're going into the season of cold and winter, et cetera. I decided, so shall I unveil mine first? Do you want to unveil yours first? Uh, you're into we... it. Go get it. Go so get it, it, girl. I am doing, bum, 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 bum. drum roll, please. Nina. Uh, that's not Nina, but. <laughs> Thanks, She's doing it with her little paws. You just can't see. <gasps> you can't see. Uh, Nina, I you're did... magical. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Ow. Gosh, you're scratching me up. 1993, the storm of the century. That's what did, we're doing. Did you mean for that to rhyme? No. Oh, shit. It rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. 1993, Storm of the Century. Weedy. It made me, made me think when I got my appendix taken out, I think I had like a Instagram post that said appendix free since 2013 because it <laughs> kind of rhymed. <laughs> kind of. Kind of I'm a rhymed. moron. Please go on. <laughs> please. Please. Continue. All mor- moronis, moronity aside. Is that a thing? Moronity? <laughs> Mariah. <laughs> no clue, babe. No clue. <laughs> nope. nope. Okay. Let's hear about also, this blizzard. This blizzard is also known as the 93 Superstorm, the No Name Storm, and the Great Blizzard of 93. And ladies and gentlemen, just to show my fabulous age, because if you saw me on the interwebs, you probably think I'm younger. I was a junior in high school when this occurred. Thank you very much. Thank you. I do remember being in this storm. Uh, it happened just before our spring break mm-hmm. and the, <laughs> the amount of snow and the amount of cold, it was so bloody cold. We actually went through what they call brownouts. So mm-hmm. brownouts are when they actually just sort of like do this rolling blackout thing through all the neighborhoods. So like, okay, we're going to turn the power off here to save it for the grid. We're going to turn the power off here to save it for the grid. So, so we had rolling brownouts um, for the better part of, you know, about a week. Um, the interesting thing, which I didn't know about this, and I said I was never going to say the interesting thing ever again, but here I was and looking at this going, oh shit, you know what's interesting? <laughs> this blizzard formed over the Gulf of Mexico on March 12th. It went from the Gulf of Mexico. I had to look at that twice because I put G-O-M for Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> I'm like, how did I abbreviate this? It moved from GOM to Canada via the East coast and dissipated over the North Atlantic ocean on March 15th. That's mm-hmm. three fucking days. Like this wow. storm, this storm was a storm of the century and it lasted three days. That was it. So when you think of the storm of the century, I mean, when I thought about that, I was like, no, are you sure this lasted way longer? Um, the repercussions lasted longer. Not- I was going to say like when it snows, like, you know, like when it's snow in Portland, we have any kind of snow apocalypse. It usually snows for a day, but yeah. all the snow remaining is what causes the issues. Correct. Because yep. it's not like some weather, like 
if it at least if it doesn't flood, but if it rains a whole bunch, the rain tends to go away eventually versus oh, snow honey. has this, a lot more stuff. This was just the just the snow was a disaster. And it, not only that, just the wind, the snow, the wind. So I'll get into that. Uh the storm was so most of this I got from Wikipedia and then I got a handful from weather.gov. So I just mm-hmm. use those two sites pretty much exclusively because they had the most information valid information the most uh, detailed information so mm-hmm. it formed over the gulf of mexico on march 12 1993 it was notable for its size and intensity at one point it stretched from canada to honduras that's one storm ladies and gentlemen one storm canada to honduras that's a long a long storm so, so like if you go online I was going to say, so as the storm was active, the whole thing was like entire. Wow. It's not like it. Wow. It didn't like move like typical storms do hurricanes and whatnot, where they're like, oh, this part's bad. Now this part's bad. Now this part's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Heading up the coast. It was literally the entire length of the coast. Shit. Yeah. It talk about intensity. I mean, I, I can't even begin to. I can't imagine it because I was in it and I don't recall it being that long or mm-hmm. remembering that like, holy shit, it was, it, that was a, an incredible storm. Yeah. Um, it kind of surprised me when I read that. I thought, Jesus Christ, that's a long ass storm. And then I started looking at some of the Doppler radar pictures online and you could see it's a straight up straight line squall from Florida all the way up. I mean, just, whoop, you know, oh, that's crazy. I say Florida, but it's like below that, of course, Canada, Honduras, you know, or Canada, Cuba. Jesus Christ, Definitely Canada, under Cuba, CC, Canada. whatever. <laughs> under over. Uh. <laughs> so heavy snow fell in Atlanta and Georgia. Uh, North Georgia has a mountainous area, but it's, I, I say mountains and I say that loosely because I put it in quotes, but I don't think it's really real mountain. Mountain. I don't think it's, it's like the same as other mountains, but there's no. like stone mountain. And it's stuff. not like the Ozarks and shit, but it's, yeah. it's, you know, a mountainous area. They got 35 inches of snow. Birmingham, Alabama got 13 inches of snow and the Florida panhandle, Florida, got four, Florida, four inches of snow. That's crazy for Florida. That doesn't ever happen in Florida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought that was crazy. Um, the one thing I remembered seeing and I, the one thing I thought about was rem- I remember seeing pictures of Atlanta and people had abandoned cars on the highway. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember that, but Mm-mm. Portland did that. Remember when we had that oh, first yeah. I remember people abandoned their cars. And of it's course- happened a few times here. Yeah. Yep. And so it completely reminded me of um, uh, Walking Dead. Like oh. Because that, that that opening scene where they show the city in the background, at least on mm-hmm. the, the what's the word, like the marquee or whatever, that the, the poster that was kind of advertising for that, that was Atlanta in the background. Oh. And so there's all of those cars, all of the, and I thought, oh my God, it's just like, that's a very foreshadowing. It's yeah. very creepy. As a side note, I was going to say, I only know that because I've seen one episode of Walking Dead, I think, or two, and it was like the what? first and second. I, I couldn't get into it. There's nothing wrong with people that love it. Maybe if I read the comics, go on, please. <laughs> <laughs> please. Before people start yelling at me, which they're going hey. to. Yeah. So there was Hurricane, <laughs> I don't know why, what was wrong with me yesterday? Hurricane force winds, LOL, produced storm surge and scattered tornadoes. What the fuck was I thinking? What does that so, mean, Brett? 
I don't know why I put LOL. What the fuck was I thinking? Hold on. Give me a second. First wins, LOL. Ah, wow. That's horrible. I wasn't making fun of it. I promise you, but I don't know why I wrote LOL. Record cold temps across the South and East of the U.S. 10 million went without power due to the storm and 40% of the population of the U.S. experience effects. (laughs) I put defects of the storm. I was tired when I wrote this. Poor guy. I Brett. Like, oh, no, I understand. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Poor Brett. Oh, God, help me. Okay, so this whole storm as a total, there was 208 fatalities, uh, which oh is quite God. a lot for a winter storm. Quite a lot. Uh, the interesting thing is, I will tell you why there were so many in a moment. During the March 12th and or during March 12th and 11th, uh, Temperatures over much of the eastern United States began to drop as Arctic high pressure. So I'm going to get all weather on you right now, but there's a reason I'm doing this. I'm ready for it. High pressure system built over the Midwest and Great Plains. Concurrently, which means at the same time, ladies and gentlemen, extratropical area of low pressure formed over Mexico along a stationary front that draped west to east. By the afternoon of the 12th, a defined air mass boundary was present along the deepening low. An initial burst of convective precipitation off the southern coast of Texas, which uh, facilitated by the transport of tropical moisture into the region, it enabled the initial initial intensification of the actual storm. Mm-hmm. So what happened was when that occurred, pretty much the entire southeast coast of the United States had the lowest barometric pressure in history, Wow, which is really really uncommon, especially for like an entire like Region. section of, yeah. you know, to have it like dip into a low because you have a storm coming or something like that. It's usually sort of like regional, like in smaller little spots. Yeah. Okay. This was the entire Southeast United States and they had readings everywhere that was just like low, low, low. And they're like, what the shit is about to happen. So supported by a strong split polar jet stream and a shortwave trough, the nascent system rests rapidly deepened and hold on. It created something, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please, blah, 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 called explosive cyclogenesis. Also referred to, and I'm sure everybody is very familiar with this now, a weather bomb, a meteorological bomb, explosive development, bomb cyclone, or bombogenesis. So that has been used a lot more frequently in the last several years. So basically never heard that before. What? (laughs) Yeah. This is so new for me. That surprises me. Okay. So bombogenesis is, it's just this explosive behavior and it has Mm -hmm. to do again with the low pressure meeting. God, uh, hold on. Let me go back here to give you the true explanation because otherwise I will fuck it up. When I was doing research on this, there was a person who wrote the weather.gov article that was Mm -hmm. a burgeoning um, meteorologist. And they put their paperwork on there and they recorded all this information. And I was like, oh my God, like as like a high schooler, I was Jesus Christ, you're amazing. That is amazing. I didn't go that far. I mean, I loved weather, but I didn't go that far. Explosive cyclogenesis is is a rapid deepening of extratropical cyclonic low pressure area. The change in pressure needed to classify something as explosive is latitude dependent. For example, 60 degrees latitude explosive cyclogenesis occurs in the central pressure 
if the central pressure decreases by 24 millibars. So this is where we're going to start getting like really scientific. And I don't want to get too much in that. I mean, I think we can do like an entire episode on like what all these meteorological terms are, but basically low pressure falls. It's got sort of this median amount, like number. Mm-hmm. And again, when, when it drops, it's usually very sporadic regional. It's very, very, um, confined. So when it's explosive like this and it takes over an entire region, like, re- and like, uh, uh, not region, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the entire Southeast coast. That was a big, 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 big deal. The 1993 storm of the century marked a milestone in weather, uh, for the United States on March 8th, 1993. There were several operational numerical weather prediction models and medium range forecasters uh, at the United States National Weather Service that recognized the threat of a significant snowstorm. So this is the first time in history that all these models were presenting a real threat, like ever. That yeah. was that was serious and that followed through. So this marked the first time the National Weather Service meteorologists were able to predict accurately a system severity five days in advance. So that's a huge step for meteorology in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it caused thunder snow, which everybody <sighs> knows is so fun. Uh, from Georgia all the way to PA, I do wow. remember it. I remember it fondly. I remember being outside and being like, what the hell? And we all ran inside because we freaked the fuck out because we were yeah. like, what just happened? There were flurries and trace amounts of snow as far as central Florida. Big deal. So weird. I know. But Florida doesn't get fucking snow. What is that shit? Like every so often. Can you imagine just right. being there and be like, what is this falling? For? Is this ash? Is this something on fire? It's really I mean, cold. <laughs> I've been somewhere where it rained ash. And then I want to say last year in Las Vegas, it snowed, which is very odd too. Just It doesn't happen often. I mean, it's yeah. definitely been happening more and more. Yes. Um, as it, as it, as it has been everywhere because of weather change, but which is part of the reason why we have this podcast, but gone. Yep. Be prepared. The first time that I think it was probably maybe a fourth year. Cause I live in Vegas, Vegas for eight years. Mm-hmm. So I think it was my fourth year that I was there that people were like, it hasn't snowed this much since 1975. And then it happened again and again. And we're like, okay, here we are. Oh, so, so weird. I know times are changing, baby. So cool fact. Every airport from Halifax, Nova Scotia, all the way to Tampa was closed at some time because of the storm. Literally every airport on the East Coast closed, 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 closed. closed. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, but oh my God. I know. All of them. All of them. Like even the little guys just done. Psh, closed down. Yeah. So it didn't happen all at once, but it happened throughout the time of the storm. So okay. it, it wreaked absolute havoc on travelers. Yeah. Yeah. Highways were also closed and restricted all across the affected region, which it was, people were not prepared for a snow emergency. They just weren't. Uh, Some of the affected areas in the Appalachian mountain region saw, uh, oh, I missed the foot of snow, as high as 35 feet. Like that's a lot of fucking snow. Did you say 35 feet of snow? 35 feet of snow. That is. I don't know how you dig yourself out of that. You you just don't. You just go, cool. I'm going to be in the house for this long. And it was nice knowing you guys. So I live here now. I live here. I live we here. have power and internet. So you could know I'm still alive and we can like web chat because this is my life until this is done. Okay. Here is where some of the crazy amount of deaths came from. A 200 foot freighter called the Fantastico. 
mm-hmm. sank 70 miles off of Fort Myers, Florida. Aww. Seven of her crew died hmm. when a uh, Coast Guard helicopter uh, was forced back to base due to low fuel levels after trying to rescue three of the crew. Mm-hmm. The 147-foot freighter Miss Beholden ran aground on Coral Reef 10 miles from Key West, Florida. Several other small vessels sank in the rough seas. In all, Coast Guard rescued 235 people from over 100 boats across the Gulf of Mexico during the Tempest. Cargo ship Gold Bond Conveyor en route from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada to Tampa, floundered in the Atlantic Ocean 60 nautical miles southeast of Sable Island and lost 33 people. Wow. Yeah. So a big chunk of the losses came from ships that were out on the water. A big chunk of those deaths came from the the ocean, the, yeah. the freight liners, the small boats, the rescue missions, all that stuff. It was pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, of course, there's going to be the handful of people who were actually affected by the storm itself being uh, cooped up, mm-hmm. not prepared, uh, pulled over on the side of the road, again, not prepared, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, I don't know if we prefaced this. I don't think we did, but basically uh, following this episode, ladies and gents, we are actually going to do our, one of our episodes that tells you about written.gov and how you can be prepared for specific events. We just yeah. That. That'd be cool. Y'all get your so. first bonus episode from us. We're bonus! so excited about it. So look out for that. Uh, yes. Cause it will be coming out uh, sometime after this episode. Oh, sure. I mean, you're going to listen to this and then you're gonna be like, where's that episode? And then it'll probably come up shortly after and be like fuck off it's coming god wait because it's an extra one i was gonna say what's interesting about that and i think it's because the only real snow i've experienced is in portland and it's never like a gnarly storm or anything it's just you know softly snowing it's oh, so beautiful i don't know hold on that what the one last storm that when i was there what was that 19 no 2019 11 Jesus, 2012 the first snow apocalypse when we had the party or no 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 the next one the one that had 15 inches, remember? Oh, that yeah, was I had 12 inches. But even yeah, that did. was soft snowing. <laughs> That's Sorry. what she said. But it was still like, no, it, wasn't it was a super violent windy. snow for like two hours. Remember? It was really, really heavy for like two hours. I guess we had like what, the first six inches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I think I'm thinking of is like, there wasn't a lot of wind and stuff. I guess from my perspective. That's, you know what? You're right. What you're mean. right. Yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't have blizzard conditions, which yeah, would yeah. be heavy winds, zero visibility or low visibility. Yeah. We didn't have that. You're correct. So that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, it's so crazy for me to be like, oh yeah, I definitely like came outside and my scooter was covered in snow, which is funny because I was just riding it earlier that day and there was 12 inches in my yard, which was crazy, but yeah, it like... It was still soft, if yeah. that makes sense, when it came down. I, I think I should post, I have a video that, oh, it's on my phone. I'll have to send it to you, see if we can post it on social media. Uh, that mm-hmm. was the that snowpocalypse. And mm-hmm. I have actual video of maybe, like, I think it was about three hours in. And it yes. was already eight inches. So that's that's pretty epic. I think I have pictures of my scooter covered in snow, but I pointed them as, like, an Instax camera because... Apparently, I think I'm a hipster, but <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Oh. So yeah, from weather.gov, the information that I retrieved from there was that every major airport, again, on the East Coast was closed at one point for the storm. The mm-hmm. volume of water that dropped for this storm from the sky was immense. 44 million 
acre feet. So like it's, it's enough water to flood 44 million acres of land one foot deep. Oh my God. That's a fucking lot. That's a shit ton of water. Shit ton of water. So much water. So much water. Oh my God. Yeah. And the volume of snow that was dropped by the superstorm was computed at just under 13 cubic miles. Wow. Cubic miles. Yeah. So quite a lot of snow. This is a pretty intense storm. Um, The temperatures were... They they varied from state to state, of course, but they were all-time lows. Mm-hmm. Again, the lower half of the United States had the record low barometric pressure. This was a very, very intense storm. The interesting thing about this storm is that though it occurred, and it was called the storm of century, though it occurred in 1993, I feel like we are on the brink of having more storms like this mm-hmm. more often longer, longer than, than three days. Um, they would stretch further. They would encompass a greater area. I feel like this kind of thing is going to be a, a, a norm fairly soon, which is unfortunate. The explosive cyclogenesis or mm. a bomb cyclone. I can't believe you haven't heard bomb cyclone because that has come out several times in the last two years in various different locations. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. That you Maybe I just don't watch that. enough I literally put on the weather channel every morning. My husband's like, you're such an old man (laughs) because he'll put on music. He'll put on like Axis or YouTube or something and just put on like music and he'll be listening to Clutch or Chris Cornell or whatever. Yeah. Like, can I turn on the weather? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Can I turn on the news? Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a podcast in the morning gal. Sometimes music, but recently it's been a lot of podcasts. I do podcasts on my dog walks. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So really, like I said, that, that was the, they call it the storm of the century. Now Mm -hmm. it was the storm of the century again, because of its size and how quick and fast it, it hit. I think that it was the most memorable for a lot of people. I know that there's other storms that kind of pop out in people's minds going, well, what about this? What about this? But again, this one had the longest squall line. It was a straight line all the way from Southern Florida beyond that all the way up through Canada. And it was just go, go, go. And my, my, the, the shocking feature for me was that it was just all at once, boom, done all at once. It didn't go from state to state to state. Like most storms do where they work their way through. It was an entire storm line that went from beginning to end of affected areas all at once. And it was only three days. It was very, very short. The aftermath, not great. A lot of people had to deal with flooding. A lot of people had to deal with power outages that lasted longer than seven days. So there was definitely uh, a a wave of uh, issues that occurred after it. Um, and again, I think I had mentioned it earlier when we were chatting about uh, one of my guests at the restaurant where I looked at firsthand accounts in some of the newspapers that they had put out. And one guy was saying, look, you have to have a sense of humor about this. This one guy chuckled because he was almost killed by a tree landing on his car in North Carolina. <laughs> I chuckle about it. <laughs> it's totaled. <laughs> oh, I'm all right, though. Uh. You know, but you have to be that way because it's like stuff like this. It's just... It can be traumatizing and it can last however long throughout your life to, to just kind of, you know, just put you in that state of holy shit. Yeah. 
and you can't let it being upset. You can't let it stick with you. You just yeah, gotta you go. You know what? I survived. I I lived through that. That was epic. Yeah. <laughs> Look at it from the point of view of Keanu Reeves in uh, Point Break. <laughs> that was fucking epic. I mean, I so, think I I always kind of think like this is going to be a good story. Mm. This is going to be a great story to. First, tell all my friends around with a round of beers and then later tell my grandkids. Yep, exactly. Now, again, I lived through this storm. What Mm -hmm. I remember from this storm was the intensity of the cold. It was very, very, very cold. I mean, we had like negative degree temperatures Mm -hmm. in Virginia. That's where I was. I was in Northern Virginia in DC. Well, just outside of DC. And I remember like, again, we had rolling brownouts. So we mm-hmm. would have these like rolling blackouts throughout all the different areas so that we could keep the grid still running. That was my understanding at least. And we had this ginormous house when we were in high school it was because several of us kids had gone through living there and moving out and so on. And it was down this road called Pope's Head Road. What up? Shout out Fairfax. So Bob's Head Road was this very, very windy little road. And now it's not like that at all. Now it's like two lanes on either side or whatever, but it was just just like two lanes, very, very windy, went back in like podunk. And it was kind of like, we were in the suburbs, but we were sort of on the edge of the suburbs. So like suburban, Mm -hmm. uh, suburban rural, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, the houses were fairly close together, but we still had distance between our neighbors and so on. And so our, our particular location had... The driveway, so the the drive, the the cul-de-sac that we were on was up here, and then our driveway dipped down to our house. So you actually had to walk up the driveway to get to the street, right? Got it, yeah. So oh, I remember my mom saying something about checking the mail. I was like, they're not delivering mail right now. I'm pretty sure that's not going to be a thing, but us trying to get up the hill was not going to happen. So I remember at one point she told me that I had to, so during the brownouts, we would run the fan in the house so we could keep the air circulating and keep mm-hmm. it from like all going to the top floor. So mm-hmm. my mom would just run the fan, which was attached to the air conditioner outside. Now we weren't getting cold air in. We were just running the fan, right? Yeah. So my mom was like, okay, it's not going to work if, uh, if it's covered in ice. You have to go outside and take all the ice off. And I'm like, okay. So I had to go around the backyard. So I came out to the garage and our backyard went like straight back and down. And I couldn't get out the back door because it was frozen shut. So I had to walk out and around from the garage. And I remember using garden hose to get down to the fucking air conditioner so I could chip away all the ice off of it. And then I had to use them to climb the fuck back up to my driveway. And I was like, this is insane. This is insane. And I was a junior in high school when this was happening. So so innovative there. It was. I, it was smarts no, but what do they say uh, necessity is the mother invention so there you go yes so a pretty crazy storm um i i would give you more information on it but again it's all going to kind of um be regurgitated you know verbatim stuff that that happens during snowstorms where again across the united states people were just highly highly affected and completely unprepared you know? Yeah, and this is not something that we need to do. So again, alluding to our next episode, we're going to talk about how to be prepared for stuff like this. We're going to go. In, this is a perfect time of year. We're November. Mm-hmm. We're getting ready to get into deep, knee deep in those storms. Pun intended. I mean, if you haven't already, because <laughs> if you already, haven't already, I mean, Halloween it was snowing in places. I mean, shit. Uh, Colorado was getting snow several weeks ago. You know? Yeah, yeah. So 
we want to make sure that you guys are prepared. So we're going to, we're going to do a special bonus episode that talks about ways to be prepared for stuff like this. Now, granted, when it came to the people who were on the ocean, um, there it's hard when a storm develops that fast, that mm-hmm. quickly, it is really, really hard for, for ships to get out of that. Your smaller vessels have a better chance because they typically can kind of, and they don't go very far out. Mm-hmm. The, the larger plate, the larger vessels, these, um, the freighters and stuff, they had no chance, you know, mm. it, was just, it, it was what it was. Um, they have to do, I'm sure. And it says, I'm sure they do. They prepare and they do the best that they can. They have this really cool suits that are completely head to toe, um, they're warming and they keep you warm in cold waters. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't in cold waters, but at that time it was probably pretty cold. Um, but there's, you know, there's only so much that can be done. So they, the Coast Guard did what they could. And rescued yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Intense storm. It's nice with the technology that meteorologists and the scientists are working on to be able to predict these kind of things a little bit better. Yes. Of course it's not perfect yet. Uh, nope. But I mean, think about, okay, 93, that was, Math time, twenty <laughs> something, twenty six. No, was it really that long ago? Ninety three, oh three, two thousand thirteen. We're in twenty nineteen. Fuck, twenty six years ago. Ow. Sorry, Brett. I accidentally <laughs> aged you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god, twenty six uh, years ago, I was a junior in high school. Uh, that's pathetic. Uh, that's not pathetic. Um, ah! <laughs> uh, oh yeah. But thinking about what they can do then or now, what they can do now and what right. they could have done then, like 26 years, we've had, had so much different technology. Ladies and gentlemen, to, just go yeah. out to YouTube and watch the weather channel from 1993. You're going to see the advancements that we made in 10 seconds. Oh my it's gosh. Incredibly different. I'm not joking when I tell you, I had a blast watching those videos. <laughs> it was so great. The hairstyles, oh. the mannerisms. I'm like, Fuck, man, we were ugly in the nineties. Oh, you need to send me these leaks so I can put them on the Twitter. I will, I will, because they're pretty awesome. Pretty yeah, great. I will definitely. Yeah. Also, I'll send over a link to the explosive cyclogenesis. And actually, when I'm down with my mom, I'm gonna see if I can find some photos from them because I know that we yes. took pictures. So that would be pretty epic if I did have some of the pictures where I was out on the driveway with my hose. Please, please. <laughs> I yeah. would love that. It would be pretty great. So I'm going to try and find them when I go home this weekend. Oh my God. Wow. Um, that was really good. Again, as usual. Quick and dirty. But yeah. that was the storm. The storm Just was like quick how and we dirty, like man. Three day storm. In and out, you know? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we are so pornographic. It's sad. Uh, I was talking to some people about our Because you make a sex noise. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was more of a grunt, but well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> accidental one i was talking to someone about pompeii episode mm. and just like all the sex stuff everywhere in pompeii <laughs> and in the episode and i edit the episodes and then i like double check after i edit and sometimes i make sure the yes. episodes and like make sure everything came out okay and all i can think is jesus christ my my humor this like 12 year old little pubescent boy humor <laughs> is awful like I know people do this with their friends, but now we're broadcasting it across the internet for almost anyone except people in China to hear. And it's, I don't know what to feel about that. I feel amazing about it. I mean, it is what it is. We are who we are. This is who we are. I enjoy it. This is, this is literally how we talk to each other. That's the, 
like 12 year old prepubescent boys. <laughs> that was a chilly, chilly, chilly little ditty there. So are you ready for this next segue? Ooh, I'm so so talking about chili and sinking ships. Brett. Does anyone know what I'm talking about today? I knew, I knew, I knew because you told me. I told her. And this one, because, you know, I was like, oh, a lot of my things aren't usually weather related. In fact, I've been doing a lot more geology and then man-made and engineering. Which I I appreciate because there is two sides to the story every time. Yeah, I love it. Um, Not that I won't ever do weather, but it's kind of fun that we both have like a little bit of difference. But today I'm talking about something that I hope no one feels like is super basic, but... I am going to do Titanic. So oh, I kind of feel like I should just be like, start singing. My heart will go on. But yeah, then I think I'll um, piss everybody off because I, I don't have a voice. I was trying I to remember like, don't have a voice. remember where you are. I don't know. I don't remember that song. At I all. don't know how <laughs> I'm going to give my huge list of references as okay. usual. Yeah, I've been you always have a ton. I, I'm like, Wikipedia all day. Woo. But sometimes that works. This one, I just decided to go a little extra. So I watched the Titanic, the history maiden voyage of the luxury liner, which is a Oh my God, I've watched that. It's oh. such a good movie. I love oh. it. I love it. Well, I say yeah. movie, but like documentary. documentary. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Loved it. There's, yeah, there's a lot on Titanic too. And it was mm-hmm. good. And then Titanic Arrogance, which is another one. Mm-hmm. The blockbuster hit Titanic. I mean, obviously, um, for research. Don't let go, Jack. Don't, Don't let go. Let go. <laughs> well, actually, he tells her not to let go is the funny part, and then she does. But he means to not let go of the dreams, blah, blah, um, And then he does. accurate with some of it. Yeah. And also, does everyone know what blockbuster hit means? I was thinking I about mean. that as I was writing down blockbuster hit. Because we know what blockbuster was. Yeah. But not everyone does. Like, the really? Youth- because they like closed down what 10 thir- 15 years ago you something. know I would say that surprises me but it doesn't because I actually just watched Ellen the other day and there was a millennial trying to use a rotary phone and that was yeah. the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life so which I'm a millennial though it's a funny thing me. no but you're like an old soul though you know I'm like mean? an you old millennial vintage. yeah you like yeah. you you get it you know it's very um, different. I was a poor millennial that I think that says something <laughs> <laughs> yep Yep, that tells we, a lot. Yep. We had a lot of different things at home. Um, I still had a flip phone. <laughs> which, which, if anyone, again, like, seen that Ellen scene, it's funny because she doesn't even pick up the receiver the to check the dial. She's all, like, tab. dialing the number, and then she's like, hello? I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I can't blame. People did the same thing. They have one with, like, middle schoolers with cassettes and like how to play and they're like oh don't you just like turn this and it plays and it's like kind of but you need a thing so it made me think about it is there anything from the early 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 eras that we would know how to use like a phonograph no pretty i i would know how to use a phonograph what what else from that telegram? era would you not know how to use telegram like or like oh, a do you mean like the little da, 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 yeah. morse code thing you just have to know morse code i know what it yeah. looks like I know what it looks like. Do you know, know how to do all the things? An operating room when you were an operator in the operating room when you had to like connect calls mm-hmm. and how to do it with the cable, like Switch the cable board. girls. Yeah, yeah, that would be a little hard. I'm sure there's things that. that we don't even think about because like eight tracks were pretty close to all the other things. 
You stick like, it in the fucking th- I don't yeah. know. Yeah, a track is just, like a it cassette. It just blows twice. my mind that somebody would not know that. I mean, like, yeah. pick no up the fucking a movie? phone and then. But not a lot of people use landlines at all. Oh my god, you're right. And it's then if you work sad. retail, you may have, but like, or yeah. like a service job, you probably have. But if not, yeah. like, I don't have a landline. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. So yeah, Titan- Titanic <laughs> didn't have landlines. If huh? they did, they probably would have survived. It said Titanic oh, yeah. didn't have landlines. <laughs> they did have phones, kind of though, which will make. <laughs> oh sense no, they well, had. Yeah. Um, they did use Morse code. They did yeah, use they Morse used code. Morse code, and then they yeah. had like phones from like the nest to the bridge, kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, so I watched Titanic, and it was funny because I was like, "I'm going to Titanic," and then I watched the documentaries, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to watch the movie." Like yeah. I haven't seen it when I when it came out, I saw it twice. I was like ten, and I saw it when twice, in Rome. I loved it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad I did because Leonardo DiCaprio when he was youngin. And (laughs) (sighs) guys, get warm here. Oh, baby. (laughs) And the I wanted to kind of compare the accuracy, the accuracy, how correct the sinking was to the actual sinking, like how it happened and kind of the timeline. How the movie portrayed it. Yeah. And some of it was right and some of it wasn't, Mm -hmm. um, including the stories of some of the people at the end. So I also used allinterestingthings.com, ultimatetitanic.com, nationalgeographic.com.au, Britannica, again, .com. Then I found some old-ass newspapers. Yeah. Thank God to some lovely um, other disaster podcasters that led me to these great, to a great resource to find them. Love it. So the evening world. that one was from like April 1912. These are all from 1912. The Sunday yeah. Star, which I think was San Francisco, and the Day Book from Chicago. Nice. And that's why I kind of have 10 pages because I have what happened after too, a little bit. You. A little bit. Oh, <laughs> I read a huge, there was like the, I think it was the Sunday Star had like, I guess he was probably a front page, but it was a whole newspaper page of the story and it was three pages long. Like wow, and in tiny little columns with pictures and all that, like drawn out pictures and actual holy pictures of cow. People. And it was like what actually happened with the Titanic. Well, it was it, a big. It was a big deal. I mean, oh, it yeah. was a really big deal because this was yeah. supposed to be like the freight, like not Freightliner, the um the, luxury the travel liner. luxury yeah. line. Yeah, like that was, it was what, White Star, right? Uh, White Line, White, white line. Star Line, White. I wrote it down. Yeah, but we'll they were they were like sort of the the yeah. They were supposed to be the, that was it. Like that's, yeah. that's, yeah, that's how you know you made it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I wrote the Titanic, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, so <sighs> the <Do it>. white, <laughs> this is, I'm trying to do like, like I've done before where I like to get some history, but some sure. of the, there's extra that we don't need. So we have the White Star Liner, which was the yep. name of the company that made the Titanic. They also, so when they were building Titanic, they also built two others of their yes. sister ships. So there yep. was the, is that the Britannica, I think? And the Olympia, Olympic, Olympia, Olympic, Olympic. I'm going with it. So <laughs> these were all the sister luxury liners. Yes. That weren't really as much about speed, but more about, it was like the first of the fanciest fucking cruise ships ever. They were real nice and real amazing. So Halen and Wolf are the people who built the Titanic and the two other ships. And then the architect was Thomas Andrews. And then Jay Bruce Ismay was the head of White Star Lines. And Mm -hmm. um, Thomas Andrews and Ismay was on the Titanic. 
Correct. It was built incredibly, there was a lot of thought put into it. I feel bad for Thomas because I see where he was going with it. Yeah. We mentioned in the Boston Molasses episode that they used the same metal on the Titanic as they did for the tower that held the molasses. Oh, shit. Which was known (laughs) as a very brittle metal. And that was they said to blame for the sinking, but that actually might not be true at all. Um, but still that metal sucked. One wonders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they had these 16 compartments that went around the ship, like on the Mm -hmm. bottom part, and you could close them by hand by switch or automatically. And that's so if there was a wreck, they could fill up with water and then close it and it wouldn't continue to go to the ship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Tim, Thomas Andrew built that. So if four of them filled up, the ship would not sink. Okay. So smart man. Like, cool. Yeah. I feel real bad about some of this shit because of it. So they had 29 boilers, 159 furnace per ships, and all those furnaces were hand fired. So it was actually men in the room shoveling coal. And they showed that they showed that in the Titanic film where they had like guys down in the depths. Yeah. Shoveling, shoveling coal. Um, Yes. Because Jack and Rose runs through that area at one point when they're escaping (laughs) uh, the spy, her fiance spy. Yep. So they started building the Titanic and the Olympic was already built. Oh, I double checked. Yeah. You are correct. The Olympic and the Britannic. Okay, awesome. Yep. So the Olympic was already built, but there was actually some issues with the Olympic a couple times that they had to pause the Titanic building and fix the Olympic. Wow. And I think it was like it got in a crash. I think the Britannic also crashed, which oh, is um, another story. So, ah, fuck. Like, maybe I don't like Thomas. I don't know. Maybe I don't like Colin it Wolf. I don't know like who I don't his, like. His shit's doomed. Yeah. It which, to be fair, like, I don't yeah. know if Thomas designed all of them. I just know he designed Titanic. So this did keep creating pauses as Olympic was fixed. So finally in 1912, the Titanic was done, done, done. Cause it was like, they showed it in the public in 1911 and towards the end, they were actually like quickly trying to finish that shit. So yeah. like, as I think it was like even in port or close to port, they were finishing the insides wow. and they also had to grab coal cause there was a coal strike going on. So they had to get the coal from the other ships to get onto the Titanic. They're like, so, we got to make this happen like, yeah. now. Well, especially because all that's happening with the coal strike too, they were losing a shit ton of money. And so they wanted, they're like, once we could get this full and going, we could get our money back. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So as mostly every single fucking person who knows by Titanic knows, who knows, yeah, there was only 20 lifeboats, which would only hold 50% of the passengers if they were full. And the idea was that, you would come back with the ship because their idea is like, oh yeah, if something happens, we'd take people off the Titanic, take them to another ship and then take the boat back and get the rest of the people. So like, we don't need the whole thing done. Thomas Andrew was like, no, I built the Titanic to hold all of them. I had it set up so they could have them, but I don't know if it was Ismay or someone else, but didn't like how it looked and they wanted the ship to look pretty. So that's part of the reason. And they were within the legal bounds. That's a horrible thought. That's horrible. It's, it's, oh God. It's really frustrating that it was in the legal bounds, like that they weren't breaking the law regulations with only 20. There was almost 3000 people. And like, I, well, I guess I say almost definitely over 2000. So there's like 2,340 board the ship. And I will preface, 
I search these numbers as I've done with the other numbers that I've talked about. Of course. And I get so many <laughs> different numbers from everything. So just kind of, this is not a hundred percent correct. I'm sure depending what source you read. So just hang in there with me because even the newspapers report different well, I would things. say sort of like, it's like, it's like a give and take. You just be like, yeah. I would say blah, blah, blah numbers plus or minus, you know, for error, yeah. margin of error, or depending on who reported it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So as we were talking about the overall comfort over speed was the idea. And so the engines gave a modest output and it's weird because they had like older engines and it was like more economical and it gave less vibrations to the ship, which again, for that luxury of being on there. Okay. So the captain was Edward John Smith. And yes. this, they say that he was supposed to be retiring. So this was supposed to be his last voyage. Aww. And we find out that like, also that he's been, a lot of people liked him. He was super sociable and people just like had a general liking for I heard him. He was just like a very nice guy. Yeah, I think he was, but also he's known to have some close calls in like being a captain of other ships. Which is interesting because, you know, Titanic song. (laughs) Spoiler alert, if you didn't know, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oops. Pretty sure most people do, but. Yeah. yeah. In 1912, his income was about 6250 So, a year. A year? Yeah. Jesus Christ, I can't get by that in a fucking month in California. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 1912. I don't know what that means in 1912, though. It's supposed to be a good, I think, yearly. So. We had the over 2,000 on board. We had over 300 first-class passengers. And the first-class area had a dining room, reception room, grand staircase, smoking room, gym. They had heated pool, like all this fucking shit. And then they had, oh, my God, amazing. They had 285 second-class passengers and then 706 third-class. Most of those third-class passengers were on there with just one-way tickets to go to America because this is coming out of um, England area, UK, England area and going to America, which I guess I should start with, but okay. (laughs) Hey, you know, whatever. So a lot of those immigrants were from Britain, Ireland and Scandinavia and some from other places too. And they had a smoky room and a general room. Which, okay. if anybody remembers the Titanic, that's where Rose and Jack go dancing that one night. Yep. Which is so, it looks so fun. And before, so like, if you were second or first class, you just walked right on. If yep. you were third class, you got checked for lice and illnesses. Like, <gasps> Oh my yeah. God. You had to go through a special like line and get checked to make sure you That's kind of fucked up. Oh, it totally is. It totally that's is. But it also gives idea of like what people think. Because random fact lice prefer clean hair uh dirty hair is harder to get around oh i didn't know that also lice do not jump i don't care what people say they they don't they don't jump i've heard so many people they're not fucking fleas no they're not if you see something jump it's probably not lice or it fell um but they're not fleas yeah no they don't please jump yeah so april 11th 1912 the ship goes onto his man lay it I tried. Maiden, Onto his maiden, maiden voyage. <laughs> Mayan voyage. It's Mayan voyage. Mayan voyage. <laughs> oh, wrong story. Hold on. So, uh, 
funny thing when it was going there was a ship called the new york it was like a smaller ship the suction of the titanic like broke something to where it started like almost colliding into the titanic and then the titanic what? was able to kind of move and it didn't collide and like people on there like laughing like ah, ha, 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 ha. you can't hit us we're on the titanic we're huge oh my god with that because also people are like oh it's the unsinkable ship okay. no one from like white starline or anything actually said it was unsinkable it was no i thought ismay did ismay never said it was unsinkable they just never denied it because uh, the thing is, like, oh, crew members said it was unsinkable. I think someone is like, ah, it's, it, it can't sink. Like, oh, it's unsinkable. And I think it is. It's spread. huge. Um, so the idea is that a media said it was unsinkable and then no one denied it. So huh. it wasn't actually known. I mean, it was more sink proof because of the design with the compartments, but not unsinkable. Wow. I could have sworn it that, that they had said, well, okay, you're right. So they said it was hearsay that, that Ismay yeah. actually said it. But yeah. Well, so in, the movie, like, in the I, movie Titanic, he did say it. I think he actually Andrew did say might it. say it. But Who? yeah, someone's Andrew, Thomas Andrew. Oh, yeah. One, right. of the, one, one of the one of the guys. So one of them was like, it's unsinkable. And then the guy was like, no, 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 don't say that. You know, and he's like, no, yeah. no, it is. Okay. You know? Yeah. So maybe it was yeah. Ismay. And then Andrew being like, yeah, we don't do that. Yeah. Because exactly. Andrew seemed like he is supposed to be more of like timid. Like I said, he built enough area and room or he designed enough for all and the he boats. was honest enough to know like okay look this you don't call it an unsinkable ship it's yeah it's just that it's built to avoid blah 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 you know? exactly yeah yep during their main voyage they first arrive in france um at night and they pick up some passengers and then <laughs> the titanic couldn't actually fit into the port so the passengers had to get on a boat to get to the titanic which is kind of funny and then what? they make a Another stop in Ireland uh, oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. pick up yeah. some more, like in Queenstown. Yeah. yeah, I heard about that one. I don't remember the stop in France, but I remember hearing about the stop in Ireland. Yeah. Another interesting thing is there was actually a coal fire going on uh, down down under of the ship that they were trying to keep hush-hush. So there's <gasps> apparently in some pictures, you kind of see marks on the side. Oh, shit. There was a, I think it, what happened was they transferred some coal over that was still burning or hot or whatever and so in the area where you know like the furnace area where you put the coal in there's actually a coal fire going on like the whole time and so wow. there's conspiracy theories that somehow that has something to do with the sinking wow and so after they pick up the people in ireland which i think was the next day they were heading out so it's like the 12th they're heading out to that new york so they have a good couple days of fine sailing. Everything's okay. Jack falls in love with Rose. Rose falls in love with Jack. It's a whole thing. All the things. There's a whole necklace situation. And then it gets close to April 14th, and they're going full ahead. So the idea is Smith is like, hey, let's make this a story, and let's get there quickly and i yeah. feel like part of it is if you watch the movie i don't know how true this is but like it's kind of like is maybe like we should really get in the headlines and get there early can you imagine the looks on their faces oh, because fuck. you know they want to make money and they want to make this like a thing they're probably like you're crazy yeah <laughs> so and he fucking is because they're going through i mean this is like 
in fucking ice. There's ice fields. So it's just a whole bunch of icebergs. Landmines right there. Yeah. And the water is kind of calm. So you're not seeing the water hit the iceberg. So it made it harder to see. And there was no moon that night. So it was just starlight. And yeah, there was. Yeah. So like all that shit. And what was the other thing? Oh, but it wasn't cloudy or anything, which is good, but doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, there pretty was, much the, the sea would reflect the sky, right? So it's yeah. like at that point, it's just like black, black. Exactly. You know, what are you going to see? Yeah. You don't really see much of anything. And the people on the nest, which is Flint and maybe not Phillips. I know it's like Frederick uh, Fleet and someone else asked for binoculars. And they're like, oh, yeah, go ask like the second officers for some. And so they went there and they're like, yeah, no, we don't have any. And so they didn't have binoculars either to see further out. So they're only seeing from what their eyes, their self in the middle of night, in a dark night could see. Yeah. So the ship was at full speed. And this is when ice warnings started to come in from other liners, including one an hour before the hit. A passing mm-hmm. ship heading west, a cargo steamer, flashed its lights um, at the titanic to say like hey there's icebergs out here be careful and the titanic replied okay and then continued they did steer off the path like 20 miles just to try to help keep away from the icebergs and this like they were sending messages because there was boats all around and they'll send them all around in a circle that kept warning them so the one the hour before they say never made the bridge Okay. Um, of the ship. So, you know, someone's in the messenger. like, oh, there's icebergs, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, we fucking know. We get it. Cool. So then <laughs> S- Smith retires to his room about 920. And he's like, you know, keep an eye out. Everything's fine. Yeah. And I think it was about 10 is when uh, Fleet and his, the other guy was up in the crow's nest, keeping an eye out for the icebergs. So at the time, the sea was about 31 degrees. So the temperature in general is between like, 28 degrees. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> freezing, uh, including water and just being outside. So the lookout yeah. spot. And salt water doesn't freeze. So heads up to y'all who don't know, salt water doesn't freeze. It's just yeah. really fucking cold. Yeah. 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 So the lookout spot an iceberg directly in the path of Titanic. He the he rings the bell three times. Yep. And then he calls the bridge and says, like, holy shit, there's a Titanic. And that's where Murdoch no, is, which is. You have to remember, it's the movie. Iceberg, right ahead. <laughs> Just as Brett said. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Also, You're- I-, I was incorrect when I say salt water doesn't freeze. It does, but it takes longer to freeze and it can drop below temperatures where you would have normally ice. But because mm. it's salt water, it's not ice. It's just ice fucking cold. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I was thinking in my head as you said that. Yeah. But and I, I was like, shit, I loud. shouldn't say that. Because everybody's probably screaming at me right now. What the fuck are you talking about? They it still are. It's okay. <laughs> so um, Fleet sees the iceberg. He rings the bell. He calls the bridge. And Murdoch, which is the first officer, orders the Titanic. Um, they call it hard as starboard. So yep. The oh, I know that girl. To go reverse. You're yeah. talking to a rower oh. right here. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah. I know I totally starboard know port. <laughs> so he like pulls it, which in the Titanic you see like vroom, 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 vroom. so they're trying to make the boat go reverse and trying to turn the boat at the same time to miss this iceberg, and unfortunately that does not work. So. Ah. Uh, the Titanic, only 30 second, 37 seconds passed between the sighting of the iceberg and hitting it. 
Fuck, that's no time at all. They barely had any time to do anything about it. You can't take a ship that size and turn it any direction without no. missing it. No, and even trying to reverse it. Like, At that point, it's that collateral momentum. damage. Yeah. yeah, and they were going, like I think, like 24 knots, and so 24, oh, 20 and a half. That's pretty fast. I don't know how fast that is, but I just imagine big ship momentum. It's hard to go backwards. It's hard. Yeah, no, not happening. Not no. with a ship that size. And again, that's when like fleet's like, dude, if I had fucking binoculars, I would have been able to see it, but it's kind of hard to see in these In conditions. that atmosphere. Yep, yep, yep. So Shame. they closed all those compartments to um you know to stop the flooding but it already hit like i think six of them five or six of the compartments because even though they're supposed to be airtight the compartments apparently flooded over to go into the next compartment and that was a design flaw that they didn't realize that somehow the water still went over and so the captain smith is up and like holy shit what's going on grabs the architect and within 10 minutes after they hit the iceberg They are going over the fucking plans and seeing, like, what the fuck? And the architect, that's when, like, that famous, like, it's going to sink in an hour or two. There's nothing we can do. Like, we're fucked. Yeah. And so that's when um, Smith comes out and says, okay, start getting those lifeboats out. Like, let's do it. Let's go. So it's interesting, depending, I'm going to say, depending where you're on the boat. Because some people are like, yeah, we hit it. We heard it. It was a soft grinding noise. And some people yeah. kind of felt it. And then some people didn't even notice. Some people were sleeping. So, like, yeah. I, th- I think it just depends where you were. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a pe- big ship. Yeah, it's a huge, which I'll definitely <laughs> post a picture because I can't understand how big it is no matter yeah. what. Also, I just uh, Googled 24 knots is 27.619 miles per hour. That's pretty fast on the water. Yeah. Damn. Pretty fucking fast. You're not get. You're not gonna take a ship that size and slow it down very much. Yeah. No. Damn. So yeah, uh, there was already like multiple feet of water on the front end where it hit. So if no one knows, the iceberg hit the front end of the ship, and it was like a hundred and twenty foot tall iceberg. They think like out of the water, but it could have been only fifty to sixty feet tall. Just kind of depends. Yeah. But it hit lower in the iceberg, um, maybe even in the water, which I think it's why it started filling up so fast. Because, yeah, I mean, icebergs are tend to be bigger underwater than they are above Correct. water. Yes. That's what the, that's what I re- recall reading. Um, yeah. Not only when learning about the Titanic, but learning about weather in general is that an iceberg. Again, so wh- one of the colloquial sayings is the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. because it's just the beginning of something that's way, way bigger you know agreed so, yes yep. which i thought about that and i thought yep. i would use that in a joke somewhere that's how they get it to there yet. yeah <laughs> sorry didn't mean no, to no, steal no. your thunder i couldn't find a place to put it you're fine <laughs> so i just put it there <laughs> so about so the they hit about 11:40 and then 11:50 is when they like get the architect and all that I'm like fuck what do we do and so by 12 <laughs> or 5 at midnight um, now it's the 15th midnight Smith is like, okay, let's get these fucking lifeboats going. Yeah. So, um, you know how we talk about how the lifeboats weren't all the way full. Correct. So when they started filling them, people were just kind of joking around. They didn't realize because everyone of course is like, oh, like, oh, we're just getting on them as a precaution. It's yes. fine. Yes. Like between a precaution also being like, this ship's not going to sink. Yeah. They're just doing it as precaution. It's fine. We'll get right back on. So, um, 
Well, I remember in the film them saying like, oh, don't put the life vest on. They're just joking. It's just, it's just fake. You know, like just put the life vest on. We'll walk around here and we'll have a brandy. Everything will be fine. We'll go back to our room. Yeah. You know? And that is how people were acting. Some people yep. were still hanging out, drinking still. Some yep. people just like went back to their cabin, like whatever, I'll come out later or something. Yeah. Um, so that's part of the reason why it was so hard to get so many people on the ship because mm-hmm. Or on the lifeboats because there wasn't enough women and children to fill it up. So some of the boats that did have men on it. Wow. So they made the rule right away, which like I, I don't think the rule, it's just known at the time, especially women and for children first is who you save. And yep. men should have the dignity to fucking die, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> Go fuck Bullshit. yourself. Go die. Yeah. I fucking save, hate it. Save my, save my wife and children, but I am going to die. Yeah. Well, and it's super frustrating because that's like someone's dad and husband also, but, and a person, but that's a whole nother thing. So, um, within an hour, really about 40 minutes, they started saying, let's do the, fill up the ships. But it was an hour after the iceberg hit is when they lowered the first lifeboat. And the first lifeboat had like half the amount of people on it. And I think there's like six men on there because like there was no other women. And I guess the officers and crew were afraid to put other men on versus just, I don't know, because there weren't very many men on a lot of the boats. Yeah, no, I remember that. They were getting those warnings from the other ships beforehand about the icebergs. One of them was the SS Californian, which was less than 20 miles away that was stuck in an ice field. So they just like turned off for the night. They were definitely... They were definitely super close and they try to send out a message to them, but the guy went to bed already. That oh, was fun. Yeah. I got mad until I found out <laughs> he was working for 18 hours. Oh, gee. Okay. All right. All right. So go to bed, dude. Yeah. Don't, we don't feel bad about that. No. And no. he just went to bed like an hour before the um, Titanic hit an iceberg. Yeah. Don't feel so bad about that. They kept sending out CQDs. CQDs. CDQ. Oh, I know. I know what you mean. CQD. I, it is CQD. Okay. Yeah. Which means not what people think. Uh, there's different things that they yeah. say it means, but it actually means all sh- like all ships. Yeah. It was like all all something distress, and so it's their distress signal. And it was kind of older actually, and it was more international. But they started using at that time. Just started a few years prior using SOS. Okay. So they're sending out the signals over and over and over again, and finally sending out the SOS. And the Carpathia, which is about fifty-eight miles away, gets a distress call, turns around, and goes straight to where the Titanic is with the yeah. the what they're given. And I remember that being one of the main ships that actually showed up to help them out. Yeah, and. It's it's actually kind of scary because the captain apparently was like full speed ahead, even with other icebergs, like dangering themselves to try to save other people, which mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings about. But so the boats <laughs> are going you know. down. Yeah, the boats, uh, the lifeboats are being sent down. And as it gets closer to the ship actually sinking, because now the ship is starting to tilt oh, more shit. and it's obvious that it's sinking. So it's 1205 and the last lifeboat is lowered and there's still 1500 people still on the ship. All the lifeboats lowered. That's not good. No, not good at all. And this is when more of the chaos actually happened was towards the end when people realized, oh my God, it's actually going under. There's really great stories uh, that they show in Titanic of what people were doing before the ship was going under. And that includes, there was two guys. I think it was like this guy and his, some kind of relative or something that worked for him. He put his wife in the boat and told her like, no, 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 I'll get on the next boat. It's fine. Like, don't worry. I'll be on the next boat. Oh, yeah. back, 
goes back to the cabin, changes an evening gown, comes out with, they say the secretary, and I think it's like someone that works for him. And they go downstairs, get like brandy or whiskey and cigars and just sits in the uh, like lounge area or whatever it is in the first class area to die. Cause they know. And they're like, we, and he tells like one of the stewardess, like, Oh no, we're, we've dressed up in our best and prepared to go down. Like gentlemen is what the men said. Cause he knew they were going to die, which is really sad. sad. Yeah. There was a, (laughs) there was another couple that were married for like 70 something years. And they said that the husband was trying to make the wife get in the boat and they actually had to have the crew drag her into the boat. Mm. And then as the boat started lowering, she actually jumped out and said like, we've been together for many years and we'll go down together too. And I think that's supposed to mimic the, in the Titanic in the movie. The, when, ja- the Jack and, yeah. Oh, no, no, the, no. Not the Jack and them. The, um, oh, the, the, two old ba- couple. the couple in bed. Yes. Oh, I thought that was so sweet. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't cry. I would have been drinking as much booze as possible to, if I knew I was going to die to try to make me numb to it, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would have just gotten hammered, blackout yeah. drunk. Fuck it. Because you know you're going to die. Like, yeah. I was like, uh, if I'm dying, I'm going down partying. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not so, gonna I do not want to know and see it like face to face. I I would like to yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. Same. Same. So one of the wireless guys is what they call our like wireless? the little do 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 the They call him thing. a wireless guy? Well, I call him a wireless guy, but the little thing's called a wireless. The Morse really? code thing. Yeah. I didn't know that's what it was called. That's fucking I, crazy. I think because, at least that's what it's called then. And I think it's because they were wireless. Like you didn't need a wire to. I thought it was like something tap. Um, that might be like the, everything I read in the newspaper said wireless. Because it was like, oh, it was wireless to another ship. Yeah, it was. But I think there's other names to it too. The last message was sent out at 217. At 218. The Titanic snapped in half. So if no one's actually seen how this went down, they definitely have a lot of videos that you can watch um, where the ship, so it's sinking for about two hours or so, right? And it starts tilting, 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 and looking like it's going to nosedive full on into the ocean. But then because the front's so heavy with that extra water and some other physics shit and science shit, it breaks in half and falls back down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the scene where it was like, whoop. Exactly. I remember that. Then the water starts filling that new, you know, huge fucking hole. And the ship starts to tilt again and goes straight up and down and sinks down. I read where, like, people were like, it took five minutes for that to happen to, like, yeah. go down like that. 2.20 is when the whole Titanic sinks, like, two miles down under sea. And this is where people who did come back up from the sinking were in life vests and just trying to stay as alive as possible. Right. And it's cold water. as shit. It is. So. Below freezing. Yeah. Like we said, the other boat was coming, but it took another two hours for the boat to get there. No fault of the boat. They tried. Right. But you can easily freeze within two hours with those circumstances there were the lifeboats out there and i guess at one point one of the guys was like gathering five of the boats and made all the passengers move to four of the boats and empty out one of the boats so he could go around and start picking up people but by the time he did that a lot of people were already dead um i think they were able to pick up like 14 people or something and then sad yeah and then there was like a guy who died on one of the boats there was someone who like killed himself off the boat it was 
distressful and people just watching people jump off and die. Yeah. So the, um, Carpathia gets there at 410 and like gets well at four and then starts picking up the survivors and they pick up their last survivors at 830 in the morning and then head to New York. And on the 18th, three days later, they arrive in New York with 705 survivors. Oh. There was originally 711 that they got, but a lot of them died. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, he's sick with the flu or whatever. Exposure, because, like, hyperthermia. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then in 1985 is when they found the ship finally and have detailed photographic evidence of how it's split in half. I heard this is completely word of mouth. So take it as you will that the men said that the ship went down as one and the women said it split in half and then went down. No way. I don't know if that's true. That's just a lot of word of mouth. Wow. So on the 15th, so they were sending those distress signals on, it was either the 15th or 16th. I know I have one of the news articles from the 15th actually said that the ship did not sink, that everyone survived and that it was Which is why it's at the bottom of the ocean right now. Yeah. No problem. But they don't know that. Somehow. (laughs) They don't know that. And somehow the media got this story that the ship didn't sink and it's just being towed and there's all survivors. Oh, Jesus. So imagine the heartbreak like the next day when they're like, fuck, never mind. Oh, just kidding. Actually. Most of the people died. Everyone's dead. Yeah. All but like 700 people died. There was over 2,000 people and only seven, and mostly being like first class women and children. Of course. Yeah. I mean, everybody who was underclass was just like, yeah, well, we'll get you a boat. We'll get you a boat. Yeah. They had to wait a while to get a boat. So fucked up. Yep. So yep. that's when the wreck inquiry happened. And there was like 25,000 questions from witnesses for 36 days. And then they also had, so they had one in Britain and then they had one in New York for mm. the United States. Mm-hmm. The people say it was a complete whitewash. I don't think they interviewed any of the third class passengers because I'm Well, sure Ismay they- was there, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, no. Ismay jumped on a fucking ship. Yep. So here we go. Smith took it like a man. Yep. And he went down with the ship. There's yep. a story that we don't know is true. It was like a another word of mouth from one of the newspapers that this guy said that he was on the ship and he saw Smith after the ship sank and he had a life vest and he had a baby and he hands the guy a baby and he said, hey, where did Murdoch go? The first officer. And the guy's like, yeah. he went down the ship. And so he takes off like the guys are trying to pull him in the boat and he takes off his lifeboat and says, I'm going down with it too. <gasps> what? Yeah. Okay. Don't yeah. know if it's true. Uh, Still, people say because a lot of them is I mean, it is all hearsay of where they saw people last, which includes the guys going into Correct. the parlor or wherever it was with their outfits. Smith going into the bridge after Ooh. it starts sinking. Do you know anything about the musicians? Oh, yes. Thank ah! you. I was going to bring that up. Yay. So the musicians, they actually were asked to play for a little bit. And yep. they were playing a lot of ragtime. And they played until like one of the last few minutes, from my understanding. Because yeah. people on the lifeboat said that they could hear the band playing up until the sink ship. Or the, until the <laughs> ship sinks. That was sink ship. Around. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't get on lifeboats. And there's a newspapers of their pictures of their faces and stuff. And talking to them like the most haunted, famous, best band Ugh. ever. Because the band was out there to try to keep people calm. calm. And then also, especially in the beginning, like, ah, ha, ha. And then after a while, they realize what's happening. There's like, They're like, shit, we're singing. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're going to fucking die. Might as well die what we love doing is what right. I'm assuming they were thinking. Yeah. The designer, Thomas Andrews, went down with the ship. It said that he was sitting there staring at like one of, it was like a portrait 
or not a portrait. There was a painting in one of the first class areas and he was just looking at it. So I think they, they portrayed that where Mm -hmm. he was in there looking at the clock and like, there was a picture on the wall and he was in like the first class dining area, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. They Um, did the same thing. And that, and that's what I mean. Like a lot of the thinking they did, right. The um, treatment of the people they did correctly. The kind of the slow, this, there's so many literal things taken from newspaper articles and from different testimony during this inquiry that they put into the movie. Yeah. Thank God they actually did the work, especially because it's like a three hour movie or something. Yeah. Best I think it was pretty long. Ever. Yeah, yeah. It's super long. Very cool. Oh my God. Yeah. Goddamn icebergs, man. Yeah. I still have like five pages, but I'm going to like <laughs> ultra not read all of these. Oh, some interesting thing because of that, they were trying to do the inquiry, figure out who's to blame. They figured out that Smith went into a danger area full of speed and with less a- adequate lookout. But they said that since he went down with the ship, he was like honorable. Ismay is fucking his demise because he like hopped on a lifeboat when he shouldn't have. Yeah, and that guy's an asshole. They finally said a lot of it had to do with negligent. And they just had, they actually said Fleet, which was the guy who spotted the iceberg, was more yeah. of like not to blame at all because he did what he could with what he had. And I read some of his testimony. He said, Frederick Fleet, one of the men in the crow's nest, when the iceberg was noticed, he telephoned the officer on the bridge to tell the Titanic didn't move enough and it hit the iceberg fleet believed if they were given marine glasses binoculars they would have spotted iceberg earlier but after you track down some um someone was told that there were none he said when when loser oh when they hit the <laughs> iceberg, loser when they saw the iceberg it looked 50 to 60 above water and it made that soft grounding noise the third officer Pittman talks about his experience how he woke up and thought it was fine then came out and he said calling for women and children first and not many women came so he did allow some men on first officer murdoch shook his hand and said goodbye old man good luck and the boat was lowered but Pittman thought it was only temporary however it was not and apparently murdoch knew that oh shit as it was sinking after it broke the light some of the lights were still on but that's when they start flickering on and off and then it went down and so once that boat went down it was pitch dark Oh, so they said fuck, no. they couldn't hear or they couldn't see any of the people in the water, but they could hear them. He said he wanted to turn back to the cries, moans and prayers, but he heard. But the passengers were afraid that the boat would capsize, adding people from the water and swimmers all trying to get on. So he decided yeah. against it. Yep. Yep. That didn't make me mad. Not at all. <laughs> the unseen- get the fuck off me. Right? I remember. Well, so like I remember watching the film. And them hitting people with oars, trying to get them to get off. They're like, stop trying to get on the boat. You're going to sink it. And there was one where there's like a partially capsized boat and they were doing that. And they're like, like one of the guys who did that committed suicide later because, mm-hmm. you know, there's this no, no good answer. I get it. There was Violet Jessop, who was a stewardess there. She actually survived the Titanic. She survived an Olympia, Olympic accident, and she might have gone down with the Britannic. Or no, no, and she survives the Britannic. So she survived three different ships that got what? hit by something. Not that they all sunk, but, like, got hit no. by something. After there was 205 bodies that were found, some of the bodies were just, like, left to see if they couldn't recognize it. They were trying to recognize people by what they were wearing. They were all buried in Halifax, Canada, uh, oh. if they weren't knows who they were people also where the storm was <laughs> oh yeah i know i thought about that when you said that <laughs> about 14 years earlier there was this book called the titan and it was called well it was called the wreck of the titan by morgan robertson and it was very similar to what happened 
Um, it had similar measurements to the Titanic. It also hit an iceberg and it also sank. So that was oh. interesting. A couple myth busters is once again, they didn't say the sink was, the ship was unsinkable. Media said that and they just stuck to it and didn't deny it. Yeah. The boat was not the largest boat because it's actually the same size as the Olympic. Yep. I heard um, that as well. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was the fucking Titanic. It is partially an engineering error. It's also a man-made error of um, going too fast and not being cautious enough in the iceberg area. Fuck yeah. That's it. It was hard. That's intense, I cried. man. I cried That's so intense. much watching the movie again. <laughs> I cried when I was doing the the one on the uh, Thailand one. That, oh, yeah. That the Impossible. Yeah, yeah. That was an intense movie. I don't want to watch it, but I'm like, I don't think I'm ready. You had mentioned uh, Ismay, and of yeah. course, I, I went down the rabbit hole of like, does he have any people that like lived, survived him? Oh, please tell me no. So actually, he does. Michael Bauer Nancer had to wait until he was 78 years old before seeing the inside of the landmark Liverpool building where I guess his great grandfather, grandson, great grandfather was buried, who was Henry Ismay, huh. Thomas Henry Ismay. The great nephew of J. Bruce Ismay, White Star Line chairman, chairman of Titanic Survivor, made a point first visit to his famous relative's Liverpool office. Michael Bauer Manser, 78, and this was written in when was it? 2013, mm-hmm. who lives in Wiltshire, is also the great grandson of White Star Line founder Thomas Henry Ismay, the father of Bruce, Bruce Ismay. Mr. Manzer's visit fulfilled a long-term ambition to look around the Albion House, the former White Star Line headquarters built by Thomas Henry Ismay. Mr. Manzer said, it meant a great deal for me to be here and stand in the very office from where my great-uncle and great-grandfather ran the company. I'm so pleased that this building is going to be converted into a hotel and public. We'll be able to see it inside as they did when it it was a shipping office many years ago. My family's contribution uh, to Liverpool makes me enormously proud. And it gives me great pleasure to see this. Wow. This guy, like, I feel like he didn't even realize his great grandfather was kind of shit. I mean, not in a shithead in an outward sense, no, but, but like, after, you know what I mean? I mean, he did a lot of stuff, but after he did. the Titanic sunk, he was like one of the most hated men. Mm-hmm. Like, dis- I think they might have used the word despised, and it was like in a newspaper. Well, here's what he said There was also a view that he was a silly, feeble, and hopeless man who was only put in charge as he was a founder's son, but that's ridiculous. After the U.S. financier JP Morgan took over White Star, he made Bruce president uh, of all his shipping interests. A hard faced financier like Morgan wouldn't have given him the top job unless he was up to it. Mm-hmm. So. Where did you get that from? This is from liverpoolcho.co.uk. Getting those references in, making sure. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. That was amazing. Thank you. My throat already hurts. Yeah. I know. We still have another episode to do. (laughs) I know. I Ah! want to apologize to anyone if that, I try to organize as much as I could. It's a lot of information. It's a lot of info. It was, it was one of the most, I mean, so for that century, it was one of the most, talked about events Mm -hmm. it just didn't stop it didn't stop there was constantly a barrage of information that came in regarding that and people Mm -hmm. were always fascinated by it because there was always hearsay were you on there were you not what happened Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and it's like it's traumatic so it's like were people accurately portraying what actually happened or were they just giving them their PTSD version of it you know what I mean well because only about a third survived less than a third survived yep and 
kind of like we were talking about the PST and also thank you psychology for letting us all know this memory is very subjective. It's very every time you have a memory again, it actually tends to change a little bit. They think, yep. yep. And you could make fake memories and you are not lying about them because they are your memories. They're which your sounds memories. weird, right? You're the one who knows. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that actually happened how you think it happened. I know. Isn't that crazy? Is why eyewitness is not a great thing all the time. It makes me wonder about events that have happened to me that have been traumatic. I'm like, was that really actually, did that really happen? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. It makes you wonder. It makes you second guess yourself. Oh, yeah. We wow. can end this. Ba, 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 ba. Woo! Well, thank Thanks, you guys. everyone for listening to us. I hope you really <laughs> liked it. Liked it. Woo! Hope you I mean, really liked Sorry. That got a little carried away. Thank you everyone for listening. We super appreciate it. If Thank you, you. want to hang out with us in other ways other than having us in your ear holes. Oh my come God. Check- come to San Jose. No, I'm just kidding. Oh God. <laughs> Please don't stalk Brett. Don't stalk me. I'm joking. I'm That'd joking. be really weird. Uh, but okay. I realized how many, sorry. I was just like, I listen to a lot of Portland podcasts now. That's really weird. I'm going to run into people. Uh, if you want to come hang out with us in the interwebs, please do. You can find yeah. us on so many social media stuff, Instagram, PDS, uh, podcast on Twitter, PDS podcast. I'm trying to be active. It's hard, but if you're active with me, I'm definitely going to like talk to you again. We are now on YouTube. If you want to listen to us on there. OMG. Yeah. So if you just look up particularly dangerous situation, I think will come up. It's a still photo, but if you like to use YouTube it's just for as any good. reason, yeah, it really is. We are asking you, please, please, please leave a review. All reviews and ratings, huge difference. We're hoping to get on some charts. We were on some earth science charts. That was exciting. <gasps> oh yes. my God. We were number 11 all time USA. Ah! And then I changed our category again <laughs> to natural science. I know natural That's science right. made more sense. Kind of. It None does. of it makes it sense. Does. We're in a weird thing where some people do history. Some people do science. We're trying to get science in here. We'll see. We do a little bit of everything. You're right yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. We're on all your podcast listening things. Please tell a friend. You got a yeah. friend that you think would like it. I'm feeling like if your friend listens to true crime, there's a good chance they might like us too. Yeah, Probably. I, I'm I'm betting yes because yeah. you know I mean we like I, we all like the same things. I feel like all yeah. of us have this sort of like weird affinity for for the macabre and yeah. the the unique and the fascinating and it's just yeah yeah. yeah. Whether we talk about a lot of dead shit, a lot of dead shit. Yeah, and survivors, which are my favorite, and feel good stories, which those wholesome finding those helpers when we can stories, which are also yep. my favorite. Yep. Um, oh, you can email us at PDS. Nope. You can email us at <laughs> PDangerousSituation nope. at gmail.com. Side note, I learned heat lightning is not actually a thing. I got my first correction. Yay! Yeah. I was super stoked. I was like, what? And then I learned oh about Oh, my some- God. You guys, we love corrections. Oh. Please send them to us. Please tell us. Yes. Because we are complete armchair meteorologists. We oh do my not God, yes. do this for a living. We are. We do it for fun. It's a blast. We enjoy it. We do research to the best we can. But if you have a correction... Please, please tell us. Please tell us. Yeah. Please. So let's give a quick shout out to um, Michelle or MJ from the Cornfield Meat, which is another Woo-hoo. disaster podcast. Love and it. she let me know that heat lightning, and I Googled it after. I was like, I need to know more. So it's <laughs> actually real lightning that's being reflected wow. from a storm that's further away. Holy shit. And I didn't know that. I didn't so, know that either. 
Thank you. Now I know that. Oh my God. Thank Super you so much. On that. Yay. Yeah. So yeah, Love that's, it. that's our episode folks. And our episode. if you don't know it, you should know it now. It's cold. And duck and cover. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly cover. Cause it's really fucking cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>